more or less that is a first impression.
like hearing elements of uh, the album uh, First Circle from Pat Metheny Group. Which I consider an absolute classic. contemporary jazz from that year. Yeah, of course it's not. As catchy as the Pat Metheny group songs, but who cares? Because he wrote those as well. <laughs> what should he care? And why should I care? You know, because this is a ten in every range. Production, mastering, musicians, compositions. Ha! It's just like so. It has such a rich texture. It's almost like whatever. Like. This were uh, this is more literally the best people from the entire music business were involved making this one, and that's that tells you that he had free hand. So, and I would say musically, it's it's as untainted and unpolluted and unproduced in a term that. This is the musician, this is Slau May's probably absolutely truthful vision. Most truthful vision. compromise he made toward a more mainstreamed sound were probably entirely his. And it makes the music also incredibly authentic. Because compared to movies, this is quite rare. But I guess at this point he literally had the benefit of having that freedom through a success of the group, the PM group. those sounds from a later album from the PM group as well so it feels like you discovering a segment 
a, lo a lost segment that is right between in the, some, in the overall timeline, just exactly what Marvel is doing with a series right now. <laughs> they just jump back to a certain spot in the MCU timeline and just explore this deeper and give a, an, another of that huge uh, cast of uh, superheroes, I guess, uh, a chance you know, to explore different parts of that incredibly interesting universe which of course has such a massive major foundation in the comics because I'm just reading House of M for the first time now after watching WandaVision and I have to say it's just like wow uh, this is the the Marvel movie that you will probably never gonna see because it would just ruin Disney forever <laughs> if they would try that they would be crazy and to, to understand what where every medium succeeds beyond the point where it is just you know transferable that is amazing because they're both beasts of their own and it's great to have to understand how they both are completely different from another but yet at the same time they share and trade their best qualities and use each medium to perfection. Respect to Kevin Feige. Yeah. Feige? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't gotten to that. Anyway, this is like me really starting to understand it all because I watched it all and rewatched it all. And uh, where I have to say, well, yeah, can't beat Disney uh, when it comes to Marvel so far, absolutely. And even the, the weaker elements of that huge franchise, they are hardly even to pick. And yes, they're there. For instance, uh, you know, Captain Marvel is something they should seriously, uh, you know, consider redoing or doing it justice, uh, especially when you compare it with DC's Wonder Woman, how well that is executed. And in terms of weak points, I have to say, just staying in the, in the movie uh, uh, franchise for now, I would have to say, well, obviously there's not gonna be another Black Panther movie, unfortunately, and that's a shame. Not that the Black Panther movie was bad in any regard, it was a, it was a pioneer movie, it was a first of a kind, uh, considering <clears throat> it has a black lead, uh, a black superhero lead, a black superhero, and yeah, there was Blade before, but hell, not in the MCU, it's about what is in the MCU, and that is always a different beast, just because it comes from Disney. But uh, to go back to bad uh, Marvel movies so far, I would say that's what I mean. I won't even be able to remember them. Yeah, Thor was a mixed bag, uh, and I still think um, the Incredible Hulk was a bit generic, but yet beautiful uh, as an exposition movie. As a movie to establish the character once again, define the character, and the movie established one thing very clearly. This is the Hulk 
we know from the comics, which more or less like what Marvel did in the movies, exactly. This is the Hulk that is more or less like Ben uh, the Thing, Grimm. And it's interesting because the character has enough edge to make it work. At, at least a lot more edge than the Thing. And or personality for that matter, and they explored that beautifully. Or recreated it. And but yeah, these early movies were a little bit uh they were trying to find a way and like Thor and the first uh like Captain America, the first Avenger, but then yeah the Russo brothers took over and turned that into a gold mine. And I'm damn happy about that. Um other than that, I would say, mm, yeah, that's pretty much the low points, just at least for me. And everything else just shines on some, one level or another. And overall, of course, they're all incredibly well done. It's the, it's I guess, an integral part is how, what amazing amount of talent is involved and of course this Disney magic machine behind it which just pumps out all this incredible uh, production design production in general the way those movies are done uh, in front of the camera and behind is just outstanding the amount of talent in, in the art departments there is just well that's what Disney is famous for and they put that and combine it with Marvel, it's, it's genius. What could go wrong? And now we have the technology. I mean, look at all the earlier Marvel attempts of doing live action movies and how pathetic that was, because just the time was not right. So you could always say, what you can see and learn here is to never give up, to always keep trying until you get it right. And Marvel tried a lot. They had some rough patches, but they came through triumphant. And that's me concluding, oddly enough, my humble opinion on the MCU, Marvel, Disney, and what I can recollect so far. Just thinking, what is this? <laughs> an FM, an LGL, an OSAT, an OAT, a brr. Who knows? Even I am pretty unsure what it's gonna be or how many of the uh, aforementioned uh, categories it will fit in. So let's find out. <laughs> But I say, so, say that for the music, it just lets you go and drift and think about all the stuff that, at least for me, I wanna uh, just wrap my mind around it or just put, give that a, a final statement. And when I give a final statement, it's supposed to be definitive. And 
at least for most of my uh, uh, podcast-related stuff. So this is actually the kind of, this is actually something where I take extra long uh, time and effort and care to really get the whole picture. And that's why I would say, yeah, Marvel is more or less so huge at this point. And we're talking 2021, and I just finished Loki and thought at least well okay let's give this all at this point uh, look back and see all that is done so far and i watched all that is done so far i guess that what i didn't watch is uh, agent carter and shield or shield agents or i know how they're called those two i think they were a little bit the, the reviews were not that great, but probably gonna rediscover those. But apart from that, I pretty much watched everything. And most of it numerous times, especially the really big ones. Uh, the really big movies. Avengers stuff. <laughs> and yeah, the series are right now, and it's just incredibly... Uh, I just can't wait for Loki season two at this point. I was just, wait a second. I need more of this stuff. This stuff is good. And yeah, to a point where I say, okay, I wanna rewatch, re-record certain episodes and really wanna dig deeper there because it's just such a marvel to even rewatch parts of it uh, immediately afterwards. And this is turning into a very bad habit to even, uh, because the quality is that good that you can literally rewatch it in, in an entire season the moment after you finished binging it, and that's that tells you something about the production value and the quality of that stuff. And I'm already starting again talking about this, uh, yeah, because there's so much to talk about. But but uh, the 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 secret of success at this point would be that it is consistent. And I, of course, I just watched recently Black Widow, which is. Exactly, extremely consistent in the quality department. You cannot but to care for this little gem. And it's, I'm just glad. And the teaser, of course, uh, uh, Hawkeye at this point, I'm just, uh, it's incredible. It's just, yeah, give Hawkeye a movie. Damn, I want, it just immediately made me think how they're gonna pull this one off. And I think they will just, just do fine. And uh, the quality is just, as you want to expect it, but it's more than that. It has all the the, quir the quirky stuff and uh, the weird, uh, awkward uh, situations, and it has enough of that to really make you care for the for the characters. And uh, that is a lot due to the fact that yeah, they had free hand and they could. Some of the takes in, uh, uh, especially Endgame, are so loose where you can see, oh, they really went uh, very they took it very far and it shows. It feels very creative at this point where you say, wow, considering how big it is, it actually feels like there is a lot of creativity involved and that's maybe the secret and I will not I hope that this will remain so um, that familiar 
satisfying feeling that you get after you watch the Marvel movie and where you say, yep, those are actually the, the mixture. So at this point, it's actually, it works. The question is, the, the, more, the most important thing is that they keep doing what they're doing and that is to keep it fresh, innovative, inventive and uh, especially uh, relevant when I think about um, <laughs> when I think about uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier <laughs> I was constantly thinking Captain America and the Winter Soldier which is it now uh, what was I saying? What was, what was the point that I was making? Exactly. The ending just blew me away. Because I knew I couldn't finish because my mind was still working overtime. It would come back to me. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I got stuck there. Yeah, uh, and I'm back. And those those specifically those uh, deeper layers and what they were telling about the blip and how they turned that into a more or less crisis of mankind and this could be easily implemented in, into our world and the crisis we have on this planet right now with the migration uh, people just need to uh, flee from their country because there's a civil war because there's just war in general and all kinds of form or dictatorship uh, or, uh, you know, because people cannot live there because their freedom is uh, attacked by their own government, even in Europe. And they put that in there, and I can sense it, I can feel it, and I feel that they took care because the, the topics and the problems that those superheroes are facing, they're very real on a, in a lot of layers. There's a lot of social criticism, there's a lot of, uh, they're politically relevant and because they reflect their times beautifully. And the problems only grow. But what we can do is we can face them with a different perspective and maybe through different eyes and through a different person. Like if Iron Man can do all those things and he's more or less a human being in a steel uh, uh, suit <laughs> in an iron suit and you know maybe we can if we just keep trying but we're running out of time and movies help us to face those problems that we're facing in our world today and in the future and to not look away to not get numbed by it but to really search for a solution for a positive approach that ensures 
future generations have something to be proud to call themselves humans and to carry on this to carry on for mankind but what are we uh, inherit them something that is completely broken out of balance almost destroyed in many ways or aspects and that is something very far away from being glorious or graceful and we have to live with that responsibility to do whatever we can to at least figure it out and to find another way to do things in the future to do things better and to do things for all of us. <laughs> Amazing music, by the way. <laughs> Where you could almost say, Oh, this was the album? Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Um, or wasn't it? Ah, beautiful break. <laughs> yeah, this is the sign of very good music when I'm completely getting carried away. And But I'm still listening to music, I guess, on some level of my conscience i'm still hearing music but yeah i'm so tells you something about how how much i like this music because i'm so conditioned that this music which i honestly and sincerely never heard before this is the first time it's just it's just like a warm blanket it's just like that absolutely beautiful familiar and welcoming sensation or familiarity that you feel safe in this music free like I always say you can breathe with this music
Punch, Rumtopf, Selfmade Rumtopf. And I have to admit, it took me a long time to really learn to listen to an entire album, but now it's literally the same thing like watching a movie, only that you don't have the visual aspect. It's more or less, it's more self-reflecting. It's not just watching something else in front of you. It's like watching something inside of you <laughs> and spelling it out. It's like hearing your own thoughts. So music is definitely more an inside experience. I never really thought about that, yeah. but it's the, it's, the, it's the experience of listening to an entire album and how rewarding it can be and just me realizing that I guess because it's Probably be to read your favorite novel or, or book that you like very much. Just use your imagination, explore those soundscapes in your mind. All you need to do is let your thoughts go. is the foundation to do that well it's a it's the wrong combination of words uh, it's not the f it's the rocket fuel <laughs> what is it it's 
the paint. Your mind is the canvas and the music provides the paint and all you need to do is start painting. I guess you could say it like that. But instead you paint for someone else. Because they paint something and all you do is dive in. describe it. It's slow but complex and that's the kind of thing if you transition that to sex it's all you want. <laughs> it's the right kind of recipe for success.
This music requires attention. But oh, is it rewarding if you give it some. flows together slightly off but it's that it's how the composition is slightly tilted and it's just it's, it's just right oh. I cannot say that anymore actually because I'm not a pro musician like Daryl that certain touch that it's done. has numerous beautiful melodies incorporated to such a multi-layered song that is ooh, like I said it's just like grand magnum opus this one I don't even know <laughs> the name of the song or see anything. It's just like, whoa, okay, this must be uh, a center. I would say a centerpiece. <laughs> Is there more? Yes, please. Okay, that's just. You, at this point, I'm, I'm begging for more. <laughs> I'm begging for another song. Because it's just like, whoa, okay. Yeah, wow. Third act stuff. No, I take it back. This album is not soft. It's just like a, a massive emotional build-up. The journey of feelings. And the 
way he plays is it always touched something inside of me something that is extremely uh, completely vulnerable it's just the way he says certain things through his music speaks directly through your heart to your heart sorry recommendation the last song from uh, PM Group's Letter from Home has the same thing where it just overwhelms me with emotions. <laughs> and I'm just, you know, keep talking so I'm not start crying here. It's beautiful. This album is for me a revelation in the, in the matter that it gives me now an understanding how significant his part in the success of uh, PM Group actually was. for me as a fan.
Just realized how happy I am to uh, to know that this music has been a great part of my life. How fulfilling just that thought is. Happy times. Just like when this is the soundtrack of your life, you know. <laughs> then your life's pretty okay. That's that's at least how I feel about it. About my life. Ah, wonderful stuff, you know. Complex, which uh, it's just well, is this the end? <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> I guess, and yeah, this is like whoa, an emotional uh, uh, goosebump finale. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. This is like uh, this is pure, this is probably. Uh, a very exciting first impression uh, and a very unexpected one for sure in a very long time <laughs> uh. yeah I guess I said enough about this music and indirectly the moment I just uh, found this album I more or less uh, studied his musician especially through pm group so thoroughly that this was more or less like exactly what it was <laughs> i knew exactly what i was doing this thing is this thing takes you wherever you want to go and what however you want to feel if you want to feel deep emotionally involved or if you want to just drift uh, in your thoughts this album gives you anything or if you just want to uh, you know do something else or ha have some friends or have any kind of other interaction it provides also an extremely beautiful you know background sound it has almost uh, I would say not an ambient vibe but a new age vibe where you can actually run the, the, the record it, because it's so slow but complex and it has that ability that you can and it doesn't wear off I'm, and I'm, and it's so rich in texture uh, where you can play it literally 20 times in a row and you will not have the feeling oh man i need to change the music because it's getting repetitive or dull ha this thing you will you will dream this music it will be like i said you will your, your brain will tune, in, sink in with the sound and you will get addicted. At least uh, that's how it was for me with PM Group. And I'm, <laughs> I'm making this uh, uh, much longer than it's supposed to be because it's already amazing. And yeah, <laughs> enjoy this one and uh, yeah, uh, stay alive.